Ladies and gentlemen, eat my hammer for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Eat my shorts. (laughs) It's too tough. I'm not worthy. You know, (laughs) you got to be worthy to eat eat the hammer. (laughs) Yep, you can't touch this. Um, Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Gosh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello. Hi. 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 I'm Kendall Richardson. I'm a fool. I can't tell you. And I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh, you and us two both. Yep. <laughs> I'm Michael Lister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, yes, experiencing it through the mediums of technology that is far superior to my own intellect. No, 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 no. It's just, you know, and this just- is... The podcast that refuses to behave. And the technology that decides to be broken. Yeah. I try to be fancy. (laughs) And it just blows up in my face. For the people watching on the stream and later in the stream, I'm sorry. We apologise. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Here's the time code, the cut to the actual show. (laughs) Yes, yes, because now it's the actual show. Okay, so. Yes. Um... I hope, I hope everyone's well. Yes, um, tired, tired, well. tired, but well. So let's let's just dive straight in. We're we're, we're skipping the entree. We're going straight for the main course. Yeah, no is. foreplay here. We're going no straight foreplay into here. it. Nah, we're just getting right in balls deep because it's time. Crude <laughs> nerdy news. <laughs> This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yes! Time to take it away. Yes. All right. Nerdy news. Let's crack in. Uh, unfortunately, we have some sad news to report up top. Um, because uh, a very uh, prolific actor by the name of James Kahn passed away this week at the age of 82. Um, most people, of course, will know him from The Godfather, uh, where he was Sonny Corleone. Um, and uh, our generation, probably more familiar with him, uh, with uh, Elf. Um, he was Walter in that movie, uh, alongside Will Ferrell. Uh, and uh, my favourite uh, James Kahn performance easily um, has to be um, as uh, Paul Sheldon in Misery. Mm. Um, that film is incredible. Um, probably one of the best Stephen King adaptations, I would say. Um, definitely, yeah, definitely top tier. Um, and just the way him and... Uh, I'm um, going blank. Kathy Bates 
the way the two of them just going at it in you know in terms of quality of acting and performance for just those two hours is just it's insane and amazing um and i i really really love that film and he's so so good in it um yeah so i was just very very sad to see that he sadly passed away this week but he definitely leaves behind an incredible body of work um as a supremely talented man and there are many many other films um that are, are worth mentioning but uh i i we'd be here all night so um yeah very very sad um that he's he's passed away michael do you have any any fondness any 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 favorite roles of the one and only james khan yeah it's got to be misery i mean i am mm. a big big stephen king fan and that is one one of the the good adaptations that sort mm. of Mm-hmm. Uh, stood the test of time. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's unfortunately. Um, also in Elf as well. I mean, essentially it's uh, his arc movie. I mean, Will Ferrell's mm-hmm. just doing his thing, but the heart and soul and the character arc within that movie is his role as dad. Uh, becoming a dad and just realising, you know, you need to do everything for Christmas. Just in time for Christmas. So, yeah, unfortunately. So, hats off for him, and hopefully, uh, <laughs> uh, Annie Wilkes will stay in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a misery true. reference, uh, Fulia. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. You should well, watch it. It's really great. Uh-huh. You might actually, like, I don't know if you would love, love it. But it's not that scary. Like, for something that's based on Stephen King, it's a different type of scary. It's more psychological. Yeah, thriller. it's more of a thriller, yeah. Yeah, because the, the premise is basically uh, Annie, she's this, like, nurse uh, who has, like, uh, basically taken a hostage this uh, author, uh, like, her favourite author of her ba- favourite book series, um, and uh, and she's holding him hostage because she wants... She, I, what she, she, he, he tells her about the the ending for the for her favorite character, and she's not okay with it. And she's like, "You have to write a new ending for this character. You have to give her the ending I want." Um, and it just kind of becomes this hostage situation where he's like forced to write a book that I, he wouldn't have otherwise. When written. was that out? It came out in nineteen ninety. Ah, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing a trailer for a movie similar to that. There's probably similar stories, maybe. More recently. More recently. I'm your number one fan. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Kathy yeah. Bates is psycho in it. Maybe maybe there's a remake of it? I'm not sure. No, I don't think it's been remade. I know there's a stage show of it. Maybe and that, uh, yeah. and uh, Bruce Willis was as uh, the guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so... Mm. I suppose that's remake-ish. Yeah, stage, a, stage production. Stage production. It's a, it's a, it's a really great story. Yeah, it gets very, gets very messed up towards the end, but it's, 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 uh, it's quite good. The Worth book, a look. Yeah, the book is um, more, more full on. Yeah, as as most Stephen King books are. Yeah, <laughs> a bit more full on. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes. Um, highly recommend if you haven't haven't seen Misery, please go check it out. All right, 
let's uh, liven the mood a bit because mm. we have some very cool MCU-related things to discuss um, because uh, it is now confirmed. I mean, this is kind of a foregone conclusion, really, um, especially one of these uh, uh, actors. But Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are returning once again to the MCU uh, to uh, appear in the upcoming show Echo, um, which I I don't even know if you can call it a spin-off out of Hawkeye, but technically it's a spin-off out of Hawkeye. Um, mm-hmm. Echo Echo um, is getting her own show, as we've talked about on, uh, on the podcast before. And spoilers for the ending of Hawkeye, um, but if you're watching or listening to this podcast, you uh, probably have seen it. Um, Kingpin gets, you know shot off screen by Echo mm. um, and uh, obviously he's not dead because it's it's uh, superhero genre um, so you don't if, know yeah, <laughs> A, people don't stay dead and B, he quote unquote dies off screen so it's not it's not real until you actually see yeah. a body so, um, so it was kind of a no brainer that he was going to come back in some capacity, the thing I am very happy and excited about is the fact that Charlie Cox will be returning as uh, Matt Murdock Daredevil again, um, following his brief cameo uh, in Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, He's back uh, for this show. Um, so I'm really curious and excited to see how he's going to fit in to this story and how much continuity from the Netflix shows are going to be brought into the main canon now because there was a time when, I mean, they were all technically set still in the, you know, 616 universe. We now know it as, but they also kind of went out of the way to say it's not canon when the whole debacle with Netflix happened. So, but I think Disney have been trying to push it as canon now because they've put out these new posters for the old shows that are kind of implying that they always were canon and they're, you know, part of their essential viewing and all this stuff because they're mm. trying to get people to watch them. Um, okay. So we'll I, see what happens. Mm. I just really want to see Foggy and Karen back uh, with Matt once again because that would be amazing. Um, plus, Charlie Cox is just fantastic and Vincent D'Onofrio. So I'm, I'm very, very happy and excited about this news. Um, Fulia, yeah. hey, how are you feeling about this? Is this cool for you? This actually really is cool. Um, Charlie Cox is getting a lot more attention for his role as Daredevil, which is really awesome. He's so good. Um, and I, and the, the fact that I haven't actually seen all of it yet, I've probably only seen, like I've said this a few times before, I've only seen the first couple of episodes of Daredevil, but I am intending on, at some point, going back and actually watching it now that they're all on Disney+. Plus. Yes! <laughs> They're all on the Disney Plus. The Disney Plus. Uh, easy, so... easy, ex- e- e- accessible. Yes, yes. So uh, I won't have to worry about trying to hunt them down. Um, yes. So yeah, no, I really, I really want to learn more about um, about Daredevil. So I do need to watch the series before Echo comes out. I think Echo's not coming out for like a few years. Am I correct? In um, saying that? I imagine it's probably going to be next year. Next year, or I, I, but they haven't actually given it a release date yet. Yeah, there are a lot of projects uh, related to the MCU currently that don't have release dates. 
like the thing we're about to talk about shortly. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't know. I know they're going to be filming later this year. I I believe was I, I something I read okay. or saw at some point. So it probably won't be till like late twenty twenty three. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got time. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> heaps yeah. of time. Heaps of time. Um. And visit the North Rio was actually pretty cool to see. Uh. In in Hawkeye. Um. I hadn't I hadn't seen um Kingpin in anything else before that. Um. Uh, apart from. I think Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but that's well, King Kingpin the character, yes, the character, but yeah. not, but it was not played by Vincent. D'Onofrio. No, 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 but yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But yeah, no, Vincent D'Onofrio does a very good Kingpin. Um, he is intimidating, yes. but I feel like he's not as intimidating as I as a lot of other villains that I've come across. You need to watch the Daredevil Netflix show that's now on Disney Plus. Yes, yeah, so- <laughs> um, because because. I and I think this is one of the things that I said when we watched we're talking about Hawkeye is the fact that he wasn't as imposing for me in Hawkeye as and I don't know if that's because he was wearing comics accurate you know white suit with Hawaiian shirt and that just kind of dulled it down but in oh in the in the Daredevil show oof he's he's good you're going to yeah okay you need to watch all right you need I... to watch it Need, I've got some essential viewing to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, yes. Yeah. He's 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 fantastic. Cool. Right, watch it. Excited. Yeah. Watch it. Michael. Hello. Um, your thoughts on this? You must be pretty keen to hear this news. Uh yeah. Uh, foregone conclusion, really. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> if they've set set them up for like cameos and other things, of course they're going to do the epic connection. And uh, on the back door of uh, an Echo series, and this also leads to introducing, reintroducing um, all the defenders, bar one. But <laughs> yeah, bar one. I don't think they're going to touch that with the ten foot pole. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah. I think when they say acquired viewing, I think basically uh, watch it. So you, can, so we don't have to do all the legwork of explaining who Daredevil is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so this could be like um, a variant, uh, it's, uh, maybe just very close. Maybe, maybe not six one six, but six one six point five. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very closely, very closely, but not too close. It's no. sort of in that area of um, uh, Agents of Shield as well, and Inhumans sort sort of thing. And yes. we get to see Inhumans as well in in um, madness. So much madness. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Does such a forgettable ball. movie. But it's a, such a shame. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> Next in the news, um, speaking of that thing that I was hinting at before that doesn't, uh, you know, have a release date yet, Captain America 4 is in the works, as we all know. Um, Malcolm Spellman, who was the showrunner on, uh, on Falcon Winter Soldier, is uh, returning uh, as a, a writer, as we know, one of the writers, at least, on the film. Um, now... Disney and Marvel have locked in a director for Cap 4, um, a gentleman by the name of Julius Ona. 
um, who does not have a lot of well-known credits to his name. Um, so that is kind of exciting. Um, the thing he's most known for directing is The Cloverfield Paradox, uh, which is the technically the third film, I suppose, in the, in the Cloverfield quote-unquote franchise um, <laughs> that I, I haven't seen yet. Um, but I heard wasn't a good movie. So, uh. but I again, yeah. You know, I always give I always give Master Feige the benefit of the doubt because he doesn't choose him for no reason. He yeah, a lot, like very rarely is there a misstep in terms of a director. Um, hasn't happened too often, I don't think, uh, in the MCU. So, yeah, I imagine. Um, Whatever Julius's vision is for Cap 4, it must align somewhere with what they're trying to do. Or him and Malcolm Spellman have this whole thing that they've worked out. So, I don't know. But it's exciting. We have a director. And it's a fresh, it's a fresh face. It's a fresh name. Like, I, like, I re- remember, and it's so funny because we're going to talk about it later, but Taika Waititi, I remember when... He was a, he was announced as Thor Ragnarok's director. Then it was you know it was Thor three before that, and someone some random journalist on a red carpet at some event Tom Hiddleston was at asked Tom Hiddleston about Taika Waititi and he could barely pronounce the guy's name. Oh no! And and I had no idea who Taika was at that point. And I, and I, I think Tom was just really nice and sweet about it. And like now look where we are. We're living in the Taika universe. Yeah. Right. Bloody so, English. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just yeah, we don't know how it'll happen, mm. uh, what'll go down. But um, but yeah, I'm excited for for a, a new name to come and step up to the plate of Cap. Um, uh, he's got quite a legacy to to, to follow, um, I think. Um, but I'm excited. Um, Fulia, do you have any any thoughts on uh, Julius Ona taking the helm? Uh, look, to be honest, I don't really know him. Um, I don't think I've watched anything that he's made. So um, it'll be interesting to see what his take is on Captain America um, as it as it stands now um, with Falcon being Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's also um, exciting to have someone new. Exactly. Uh, you know, in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really cool um, to see how he goes about it all. Um it is also a little worrisome when the one thing that is really known for was not a good film. Uh, Apparently, from yeah, from what people have. A Netflix it film. It's a Netflix film. It was a Netflix film, correct? Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, that's. I think that's probably the one worry that I have is you're giving like some like you're giving someone the. Um, the driver's seat to something that's so well known in the in in the pop culture zeitgeist. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, Cloverfield paradox. Not not to not to really doubt make people doubt. Um, this this I'm sure very talented director. Rotten the, the, Tomatoes the, knows best. It does. Twenty one percent critic score. Twenty one. Twenty one. Audience score forty two. 
Yikes. For Cloverfield Paradise. Not even 50%. Jeez. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Ouchies. Ouchie. Wouchie. Maybe um, uh, Kevin yeah. Feige should change his last name to Kevin Fatigue. Oh no! Oh, mate, <laughs> mate, mate, mate! I have it. I have it, mate. I have not to go on a tangent, but I I had a discussion with a good friend of mine uh, about uh, the MCU fatigue. I think we're all starting to experience. So that was interesting. Um, anyway, um, Michael, do you have any thoughts on uh, on Julius Ona as the director of Captain America Four? Um. Excuse me. Um, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Cloverfield, like any of them, really. Uh, I just know the infamous third version. Um, I suppose it's probably a good idea. Then you can basically, then committee can shape up what this movie should be which is a bit sad because hmm because it's a new Captain America I mean Falcon doing his uh, his debut as uh, the lead hopefully it's okay maybe scary but we'll see See, see what happens. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, it, look at it this way. It could go the other way. Um, Chloe Zhao directed Eternals, um, and she won an Oscar for directing, and then Eternals was just not not great. So, uh... Look, according to Ash, she has faith, because apparently the two films that, um, that Julius made... To, from his own accord, like his own version, mm-hmm. his own films. Mm-hmm. Apparently they were good. Oh, good. Compared yes. to something that he was just given to do. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Cloverfield Paradox was probably a case of, here you go, studio film, Netflix film, you'll do, come over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that works. Cool. That works. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Because yeah. we have one thing left to talk about in the nerdy news this week. Um, a strange and- thing. A strange thing, <laughs> something something upside down in in the entertainment business, because the Duffer Brothers um, this week have, have have let the world know that they are here to stay with many many projects um, in the works. They have announced their uh, company Upside Down Pictures. Um, and they will be uh, producing, uh, as well as I'm hoping writing and directing some of these projects, it seems. Um, lots and lots of cool stuff. Uh, on top of that, of course, is there's a spin-off coming of Stranger Things mm. that they are going to be involved in making. Um, uh, yeah, it's a live-action series based on an original idea by the Duffer Brothers, so... That's good. Um, no idea what it's going to be about, but the word is it's going to be uh, very different uh, in terms of, um, like, it's not going to be really connected, I don't think, to a lot of the characters we already know. I think that was the vibe they kind of said. There's also going to be a stage play 
set within the world and mythology of Stranger Things, um, produced by them, which is that's I th- I think is quite interesting. The cool thing about that is that um, it's going to be produced by Netflix, um, and Stephen Doldry is going to be uh, directing it. Um, he is known for directing uh, Billy Elliot um, and The Reader, apparently, and The Crown as well. So, um, so that's cool. Um, but the, th- the two other things that really interest me um, is the fact that we're actually getting, for some reason, another live-action Death Note anime adaptation that the Duff- Duffer Brothers are going to be overseeing. So I'm very curious... I didn't watch the uh, the one that they tried to do a couple of years ago that had Willem Dafoe in it um, as very perfect casting choice, but um, but yeah, that by all accounts it was not great. So we'll see. I mean, generally all accounts of anime adaptations into live action, especially if they're done by Americans, doesn't really go well. So who knows what'll happen. Um, and lastly, the really cool thing, this is the main thing I'm very, very much excited for, is uh, there is going to be a series adaptation of Stephen King's The Talisman um, that the Duffer Brothers are going to be connected to in some form. Um, so, yeah, uh, and they'll be producing it alongside um, Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment as well. Um, so, yeah, um, can't wait. I know I've never read the Talisman. I don't know the story, but um, uh, it, another you know another Stephen King adaptation, especially something from the Duffer, the Duffer Brothers, who uh, you know, obviously Stranger Things is inspired by some Stephen King stuff. So um, yeah, let's see what they can do with some actual Stephen King. Um, yeah, so we're about to get completely duffed out, Michael. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, does, I'm sure some of this is exciting for you to hear. Like, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your takes on uh, the you know impending takeover by the Duffer Brothers? Um, yeah, well, considering uh, Stranger Things is going to be wrapped up soon, well, mm-hmm. it's going to be a couple of years until they get um, five off the ground, and that will be the penult no, not the penultimate, the final season. This season was the penultimate season. Yes. And quite rightly so. And and um, considering Lucas was actually reading the talisman in the show, it's sort of like, hey, we know what we're doing. And I heard a couple of, maybe a couple of months ago, that there was going to be a adaptation of the talisman. And I yeah. I haven't actually read it, but I know like bits and pieces. It's definitely... Um, uh, something to do with a Stephen King thing, so <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah, bit of a coming of age and powers that this this a kid has. So roughly same vein as like Stranger Things, and it makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm I'm mm. more more excited of what what's going to happen. Uh, Death Note. Well. Uh, my chat's not working on this, so I'm actually got, gone over to the YouTube. And uh, Ash, how you doing, man? Um, I'm excited of the Death Note uh, one, helmed by the Duffer, Brother, Duffer Brothers, is a really good idea. I haven't seen Death Note. I've seen bits and pieces 
of it. I know the the law behind it, so it's going to be a bit, you know, bit bit morbid. But considering what they've done with like Vecna and that sort of sinister character, I I, I suppose it's going to be a good fit. So. All the more reason. Yeah. I mean, the track record of live-action anime is not good, uh, and we all know this. So maybe it'll break the spell. <laughs> and maybe it will. Yeah, and also they did say that they're going to do, like, single offshoots of the universe of Stranger Things. So I suppose that as well, like... What really happened with um, uh, Hopper in in Vietnam? Yeah, he was in Nam, wasn't he? Yeah. So, if they do like story stories like that of how people came to be, like pre pre like um, pre stories and and all that, mm-hmm. there's definitely some some untapped um, lore that they can handle with, and yeah. All the more reason. Yeah, make it a franchise. There we go. Stamp. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. I was nice. going to read out a brief synopsis of The Talisman just because I find it really interesting. and Yeah, go ahead. Very much up the, the Duffer Brothers alley. Uh, 12-year-old Jack Sawyer embarks on an epic quest, a walk from the seacoast of New Hampshire to the California coast to find the talisman that will save his dying mother's life. Jack's journey takes him into the territories, a parallel medieval universe where most people from his own universe have analogues called twinners. The queen of the territories, Jack's mother, uh, Jack's mother's twinner is also dying. Right. So that does sound quite interesting. Yeah. Twinner is, I didn't know that um, that's where the concept came from because twinners are basically um, like, uh, a variant of you, uh, but mm. in a different universe. So it's universal jumping sort of thing. Yeah, mm. that's cool. Yeah, sounds really cool. I can't mm. actually wait to see that. That'll be it'll be sweet. Yeah, yeah. Nice. A lot of a lot of people say this look. This feels like Stranger Things. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be curious to see if they if they keep it in the eighties or if they try and modernize it. Well, that's the thing. It's always the take that they have with like modern um, uh, Stephen King, where they updated it, it. It. I mean, it was a perfect example. Like the original story was set set in well, the future was set in the eighties, and the and the kids were back in the fifties. Mm. And the uh, and the remake, well, the the actual movie, the other one was a telly movie, but the remake uh, changed it to the kids back in the eighties, and yeah. and the nowadays uh, nowadays uh, adults are in the nowadays, which mm. is pretty pretty smart and actually works. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Like I think you can update it. But because the Duffer Brothers are who they are and what they've done, I suppose people are expecting it to be set back in the 80s because... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. It's like that um, writing conundrum that people, uh, that writers have now. It's like, 
do we set it in a universe that everyone's got a um uh a smartphone because otherwise <laughs> like dialogue slash finding out shit is cut in half because all oh, can people can do is like, oh just look it up on my phone yeah <laughs> yeah that's why that's why like uh the big red turning red that's it the the disney film was set back when it was because that people didn't really have the internet back then <laughs> easy <laughs> access to the internet and all that yes 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 very much and okay. that is my spiel so when are we going to be watching the talisman <laughs> and now i have that song from turning red in my head yeah yeah Never not by your side. <laughs> Such a good song. You'd be anyway. Running up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, that just made me want to sing Metallica. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Master. Um, excellent. <laughs> good shit. All right, let's move on now. That was the Nitty News yes. done for yes. this week, which means it is time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Alrighty, it's trailer park time. Uh, And we have some pretty cool trailers to talk about this week. Starting with, of course, the first trailer for Clerks 3. Count them. Shree. Count them one, two, shree. Three decades of Clerks. Yes. Yes. Literally. Um, it has been almost 30 years since the first Clerks film. Um, this is exciting. Uh, most of you who, who listen slash watch this uh, you know, podcast, I always have to think of what it was called. Um, <laughs> this thing, this multimedia this thing, bullshit this, that we do This thing that week. we do that we've been doing for like so long. Um, <laughs> we're all fans of another podcaster by the name of Kevin Smith. Yes. Uh, who, of course, is also a, a very awesome filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. Fatman Beyond. Fatman Beyond. Jeff's Re- Represent. Yeah. <laughs> we love, we, we're big fans yes. of, of uh, that podcast, that show, mm-hmm. as well as uh, uh, Kevin Smith and his films. So uh, to have the first trailer of The Clerk's Story this week is pretty exciting for us. Um, I only recently watched Clerks 2 for the first time, and that was interesting. <laughs> I've only seen half of it. Yes, I know you, st- you, you, and I stopped. You, you couldn't finish it. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> as, it's not as good as Clerks 1, I will say. Um, but that's okay. It's still, it's, it's very Kevin Smith, and it's very funny. Um, <laughs> but I've been curious about this film for a long time because, you know, Kevin said for ages that it was never going to happen um, because one of the actors was not interested in coming back. Um, and, uh, it took, um, unfortunately Kevin's, uh, you know, near death experience with his heart attack to actually kind of find the right story that would get everyone in to make Clerks 3 because Clerks 3 is inspired oh, by the heart attack. Okay. Okay. So that's why in the trailer... That makes sense. Um, Randall. Randall has a heart attack. Right. So that's Kevin Smith. He's, and he wants to make a movie. Cause, uh, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 yeah. You see where I'm going with this? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they go super, so meta. Super meta. 
Um, and it looks it looks fun. It looks it looks fun. It looks funny. It's nice to see a return to the quick stop um, once again. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and you know, to see Jane, Silent Bob. Um, you know, the the R two D two and C three PO of the comedy world. Um, hmm. We 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 love them very much. Of uh, the viewersq universe. Of the viewersq universe. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, I, you know, the trailer was, was fine. It was a nice little tease. Um, it's already told us what the story is going to be. So, I mean, we might get another trailer. We might not. I'm not sure. Um, I'm just really, I'm just really keen to watch the movie. Mostly because like, you know, Kevin, Kevin's last film, Jane Silent Bob reboot was fucking hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it from top to tail. It was so funny. Um, and the pop culture references. Have you watched it yet? I haven't watched uh, neither of them. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a, um, yeah, Reboot was a, was a pandemic movie for me, actually. I remember watching it in lockdown and it Hmm. was a nice boost of serotonin that I needed needed. to get through. Um, I I was crying laughing. It was so good. So, so I, based on that, I am very much excited for Clerks 3, um, so, um, yeah, because I just, you know, I'm sure it'll be as funny um, as that, hopefully. Mm. But we'll see. It looks good. I can't wait. Big fan. Um, Fulia. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts? As someone who hasn't finished Clerks 2 yet, <laughs> will this movie make you finish Clerks 2? Um, I'd probably just jump into Clerks 3. Fair enough. I don't think I really want to finish off Clerks 2. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I love you. <laughs> well, there goes our endorsement. <laughs> no. No, no. Um, but the, this one, because it kind of goes back to the quick stop, and I actually kind of did enjoy the first film. I yeah, did enjoy good. Clerks. Yeah. Um, so I am kind of looking forward to watching Clerks 3. Mm-hmm. Um so and looking forward to seeing how old they've gotten. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. in their fifties, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just see what other antics um, Jay and Silent Bob get up to. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Um, and I definitely need to go and watch those Jay and Silent Bob films. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're fine. You watch Strikes Back first. And yeah. Then put... Yes, yes, yes. Do it. But we are big fans of the Fat Man Beyond podcast. Yes. Uh, so yes, uh, if when it does come out, we'll all all three of us will go. We'll all wear our Fat Man Beyond t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> we have to do that. <laughs> Get a photo. What if it goes to streaming? At Kevin like, Smith. <laughs> like the yeah. reboot did. Hey. What if what if it goes to streaming like uh, Reboot did? I feel like Reboot only went to streaming because of COVID. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think it was released in cinemas in America, but... Yeah, it, not here. But not here. Mm. I don't know. I can't remember the timing exactly. But, yeah. But yeah, if it goes to streaming, then, I don't know, we'll just have a movie night and we'll wear our shirts. Yeah, it's why not? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it. I'll get a movie, movie shirt. Movies. A movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, nice. Um, golden calf. The golden calf. <laughs> um, Michael, what what are your thoughts on, on the Clerks 3 trailer? Yes, uh, just to keep up the speed of what's going on in the chat. <laughs> ah. An- another um, Kevin Smith 
trope just looking in the chat uh, Ash says uh, beyond excited for Clerks 3 cannot wait going to watch it four times a day until my eyes fall out of my head <laughs> nice <laughs> yes and to and he also uh, talk, talked about to talked about Fulia and not watching the rest of uh, Clerks 2 it's okay I, I already know what happens at the end Kendall told me I don't need to watch it yeah yeah <laughs> Hopefully in graphic detail. Uh, oh, yeah. not, not, not super graphic detail, no. but I spelled it out. Yeah, yeah. Fulia doesn't uh, want to know about Kinky Kelly and the sexy star. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I don't even... Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> and you even... did reply. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm all excited for this because um, way back when uh, I watched More Rats for the first time, I was not age appropriate. Uh, my sister watched it uh, at a sleepover, and I was just in the background. I think I, I think it was like six, <laughs> something like that. So I was not age appropriate for this for this movie. And then from there, just snowballed into uh, everything else, including Clerks and uh, Dogma and all and all them. So I'm I'm, I'm I, I can say I'm a, I'm a fan of Kevin. And his work within the Viewerskew universe, mm. and yeah, I watched Clerks two when it came out in the cinemas when I was what was it, two thousand and six. So yeah. uh, I must have been seventeen. So right in my real house of gross out shit. So <laughs> <laughs> and not knowing where you belong in in the world. So yeah, and now that I'm a thirty old bastard. Uh, watching this, and <laughs> it reminds me of Star Trek, uh, that Simpsons episode of Star Trek Five. So very, very tired. <laughs> <laughs> Again with the Klingons. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy to watch this, and uh, it's it, it in all its glory, and see what Dante and Randall are, are doing in their mm. in their late. Um, well, we know what Randall is doing. He's getting well, laid up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what has he done with his life? He just bought a his part owner in a in a quick stop, and the weed place next door. <laughs> there used to be a video store, but who watches videos anymore or even DVDs? <laughs> so yeah, so I can mm. I can see why not knowing what what you've done with his life. I mean Dante um, is is now a family man. He's got a kid, so there's going to be a kid. Yeah, we don't know the kid yet. So and Rosie, yeah. and Rosario Dawson is going to be in it as well. Ahsoka herself. Yeah, which is I feel like I don't know how much she's going to be in it because I feel like I remember Kevin saying on an episode of Fat Man Beyond that she wasn't going to be in the movie because she was filming Ahsoka. Mm. Well, maybe she found a little bit of time. Maybe wasn't she in the trailer? It was like a yeah, very she she's in the she's in the trailer yeah. for a brief second. Yeah, probably yeah. Probably won't be in it for too much. No. Uh, unlike the second one, but um, I'd say she's probably in it for a couple of scenes. Hmm. Which yeah. makes sense, because, you know, she was a big part of the second film. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, did li- I did like her in the second one. It's sort of my Same. introduction to her uh, in that, bizarrely. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't really see Sin, Sin-, Sin City or even Rent, uh, one that she was in. 
My my introduction to her was Men in Black Two. Oh yeah, she's, she's in that. She played she's the love interest. I've watched it. I yeah, just she's, don't remember. Yeah, she's yeah, she's Will Smith's new love interest in in Men in Black Two. Yeah. Oh, I need to do a rewatch. Who's actually, <laughs> who's actually an alien? Yeah, you probably go. Oh, Doesn't that is it. Rosario Dawson. Before we know who she is. Ah. Yes. She's yeah. one of them female characters. <laughs> Not knowing who she is, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's that person. Uh-huh. It's sort of like um, sorry, tangent, but <laughs> um, uh oh, friends, Rachel, mm. yeah, in Friends, yeah, Rachel, what's what's the actress's name? Jennifer Anderson. Yeah, her. <laughs> I always thought that she was the ex-wife in Liar Liar. No. No. No, that's Moira, Tier- Moira Tierney, I think her name is. They fucking look familiar. Moira Tierney. Moira. Moira? Moira. Moira. I think it's Moira. M- Moira. It's, yeah. It's not like Laura with an M, so Moira. Moira Tier- Tierney. Yeah. Is she also Tierney. Is she also the, the mum in... Um, I think. Mrs. Doubtfire? Fact checking myself. No, that's Sally Field. No, oh, that's, okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um, remembering faces and names differently. Yeah, yeah, more more a tyranny. Yeah, I got it right. There you go. Look at me go. Can well done. Kendall, Kendall powers activate. <laughs> I'm suction cup man. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we be going to? Be, well, how are we going to be watching this, Kendall? Well, we don't know exactly yet for us here in Australia, but if you are in the United States, you can watch Clerks Three in cinemas on the 13th of september thank you and to answer you ash um i wasn't a friends fan so there you go i just <laughs> wanted to know how he forgot jennifer Anderson. ah okay <laughs> i watch friends yeah, but she is, she's not just in friends <laughs> to me she is that and where the millers that's probably yeah. the only movie that i like her in <laughs> she's Bruce getting <laughs> Yeah, she's take her right in it. Take her lever and Bruce Almighty. Anyone could have played that character. As I anyway. said, it's it's one of those uh, female characters that are very um very um you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> next trailer. Very. very... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next next trailer um is for an all star cast of a film, um if we ever have seen one um and that is uh, Amsterdam. This is uh, the new David O. Russell picture, um, mm. who is most known for doing uh, Silver Linings, Playbook, and American Hustle, and The Fighter. Um, he's got a, quite a filmography behind him, um, and quite a temper, apparently. And a track record. <sighs> so Cancel yeah. before it comes out, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a cool trailer. I kind of don't know what the movie's about, which is fine. I mean, it seems to be, you know, these three friends have, you know, come together in unusual circumstances and made a pact with each other to, you know, look out for each other. And and they've been accused of a murder and uh, they're trying to, uh, you know, clear their names or cover it up or whatever it is. 
Um, it looks really, really cool, like aesthetic-wise. Like I like the look, the visual style of this. Um, and of course, because it's me, I love the cast. Um, you know, our three leads, you've got Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and John David Washington, to, just to start off. And then you go into your, your Rami Maleks, your Anya Taylor-Joys. Chris Tucker. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Rock, thank Chris you Chris Rock, so sorry. Wrong, um, wrong Chris. Wrong Chris. <laughs> wrong Chris. Chris, get names wrong. It's fine. Oh, that's the second time I've done that now. That's okay. <laughs> I loved your conviction when you said Chris Tucker, though. It was very good. Timothy Oliphant, though, is going to be in this as well. Zoe Zaldana. <laughs> uh, Michael Shannon. Mike Myers. I, I thought I... Like, when, when the trailer showed his scene, um, I when I looked at his face, I'm like, that looks like Mike Myers. Mm. And then when it mentioned Mike Myers in the trailer, I'm like, oh, okay, thank goodness. Yeah, well, yeah. You weren't you weren't dreaming it. Okay. <laughs> you weren't dreaming it. And for some reason, Taylor Swift is in this movie. So, yeah. Cool. Why not? Okay. Why not, I guess. If Madonna is allowed to have a fucking acting career, then Taylor Swift's allowed to. Well, look, I would I would usually say in in Madonna's defense, at least she can act. But I haven't seen Wait, Taylor what? Swift. I haven't seen Taylor Swift act, so I don't know. Did Madonna you say Mad- She can <laughs> okay. She can't act anymore. Um, let's clarify. She once was good, I think. In what? Well, Evita. Mm. She's good in a league of their own. Mm. I enjoy her performance in a league of their own, and. That's probably it. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. And Dick Tracy. <laughs> Dick Tracy, <laughs> take that prune, Tracy. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that's about all I can do in defending Madonna's acting choices. Um, but regardless, this movie looks like it's very interesting, um, very stylish, and uh, probably going to be buzzing around award season so um mm. my my eyes are on it officially mm-hmm. so hopefully it's good Fulia, what were your thoughts on on this trailer do you any any inklings of what's going on uh honestly no <laughs> <laughs> no idea what's happening no idea um kind of feels like a murder mystery could be something else i don't know um like you said Aesthetically pleasing. I really yeah. like the way that they filmed it. The cinematography looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent convinced though. Even though it's a bloody A-list cast, uh, I may need another trailer that's a bit more coherent and tell us what the story's going to be about. Yeah. <laughs> Unless that was it, but um, yeah, but I may watch it. I'm just not a hundred percent yet. That's that's me. Yeah, that's okay. That's mm. fine. That's fine. Michael, uh, what about you? What do you what do you make of this? <sighs> it looks such an interesting film. It's just so much baggage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, if we're allowed to watch Chinatown <laughs> and that phenomenal movie and that director. Unfortunately, yeah, it's it's a great cast. Like 
looks like they're all like pull, pulling their A game. Even, even you know, Chris Rock, not known for like uh, acting roles. I mean, mm-hmm. doing semi like serious act, acting, it's pretty pretty cool seeing like um, uh, comedians actually do that. And having like Mike Myers actually like fall into a character, and we don't really. Uh, him just you know just having fun of not doing like a big zany character it's sort of like the Inglorious Bastards where you watch that film and it's like holy shit that's Mike Myers cool <laughs> it's, it, that's kind of like that so excuse me so yeah I suppose you know with the Taylor Swift of it all I don't know maybe 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 she's great she could yeah, be maybe. she could be like a lady gaga. She could. Could be. She could. You know. I don't think she's going to have much of a role to be honest. No, it's no, going to it's going to be small. Yeah, yeah, in this cast, I think there's a lot of people going to be fighting for screen time. I feel like, you know, our main 3 are going to be the focus and then mm. everyone else is supporting. Oh, we didn't even mention bloody Robert De Niro. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only one of the greatest actors of all time. Just casually ignored him. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. But uh, he'll probably phone it in. <laughs> <laughs> He, it's Robert De Niro. Away. It's like you, you, star power alone. It's like fucking awesome. Yeah, you can carry movies on star power. Yeah, and Christian Bale, just, you know, just fucking going full hog. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Love it. Don't care what you it. say, especially you, Kendall. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I like Christian Bale. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. He's not my. He's not my Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's not my Batman. How dare you? <laughs> you can't say that on the internet. People will throw things. Uh, they they will. They I have will. told you about about my feelings of the Nolan <laughs> version. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I might. Maybe it's probably a bad thing that this is going to go out on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> that is cinema you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah? Not my Batman. <laughs> yep. I admire the attempt. Anyway, when are some of us going to be seeing this and some of us n- not swallowing our pride to see this? <laughs> well, I'll definitely be watching Amsterdam when it hits theatres in Australia, but we don't have a release date just quite yet. If you're in the US, you can catch Amsterdam in theatres on the 4th of November. Yes. Dang! Yeah. Remember, remember the 4th of November. Yep. So close. Mm-hmm. One more trailer, and then we're rolling on out. Our final trailer this week is for an upcoming war epic with some badass women, if I do say so myself. Women. Uh, yes, and men. Um, <laughs> uh, the Woman King uh, is the name of this film. Uh, this is one that's kind of been, there's been some buzz about it uh for a little while that I've seen on online, um, mostly because you know it's Viola, Viola Davis being completely the most badass, and she's played Amanda Waller. Um, she looks just very 
uh, fantastic in this this role. Um, she's been working out. She's been working out. She's gotten fit. She just you know she looks she looks so believable and convincing just in this trailer alone. Yeah. Um. So I'm I I can't wait to watch this movie. Uh, it's based on true events as well, which is really really cool. Um, Lashana Lynch is in this as well, uh, and of course John Boyega. Um, I haven't watched, I don't have a chance to watch him anything he's done since Star Wars, so this will be exciting to check this out for his performance as well. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of a, you know, a tale that we've never really seen done in Hollywood proper before. Usually, you know, it's focusing on on, on the white man. Uh, being the the hero of the story, and the 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 African people are you know seen as the enemy, but now we're reversing the narrative and uh, you know telling it a bit more accurately. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. It looks it looks awesome. I love the vibe um, of the whole thing. I'd be down for like a you know um, you know a, a contemporary soundtrack kind of. M- worked into the score it seems like they might be kind of going for that at least based on the music they used in this trailer like that would be kind of cool um and i'm just excited to learn about something in history that i know nothing about so that's also absolutely fantastic so yeah i can't wait to watch this one um what do you think fulia um looks very intense Mm. Very dramatic. Sure does. Um, lots of action happening in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of kick-ass women doing it. Uh, yep. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I don't know that this is the type of movie that I would gravitate to- gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that I'll be watching this one. Um, but it does look pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you like the look of it at mm-hmm. least. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on this? I'm all for this. I mean, mm. I love to see like colonizers getting their fucking ass kicked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says by being a, a representative of colonizing. Yep. Um, anyway, nothing of that. But yeah, this looks really, really cool. It's shot beautifully. I mean, yeah, and just having representation like being being put forward onto onto the screen is absolutely fantastic um yeah i really really enjoy i really enjoyed this trailer it's just get your bump uh, get your your heart pumping and all that and it's a very exciting trailer and it, i think it, it does its job of representing what the movie is all about and a good slice of history of what of what happened and just kick-ass women it's all good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, when are we all three going to be watching this? <laughs> I've been roped in. Yeah. Yeah. Damn straight. Um, the Woman King, again, doesn't have an Australian release date. None of these do just yet. Uh, but you can check it out in cinemas on the 16th of September in the US, I should say. Um, very exciting stuff. I will mention before we roll on out that it's directed by um, Gina Prince Bythewood, who did The Old Guard. If you guys remember that film um, from, I th- was it, I think last year, maybe the year before? It was a pandemic Netflix film with Charlize Theron uh, about those, you know, s- all, 
old ass superheroes that have been around for ages and and fucking what's his, and Neville not Neville fucking <laughs> what's his face from Harry Potter was in it Matthew um, Lewis Harry Harry Thingo Thingamabob the Dudley he was the bad oh. guy oh. do you guys remember the movie now nope I thought you said Neville Longbottom I I, <laughs> I said Neville by mistake and I I'm looking for Dudley Dursley you made Harry, me confused. Um, I've forgotten the guy's name, but the actor's name's Harry. But he was the bad guy in it, and yeah, it was a good movie. Mm. And we liked it. I remember we all liked it. So anyway, apparently I was the only one who remembered it. So maybe it's not so good. I don't know. Look, my brain's just not that great. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to say that. It's alright. I can't remember like good films. Just natural. <laughs> Uh, mm. Anyway, sorry, I just derailed the show. That's good pudding. Um, let's 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 roll on out of the trailer park before any more disasters happen. Yeah. Because it's time for a super quick quickie review. Quickie review. For those who aren't aware, there was this teeny tiny little film. Um, that came out during the week, just a little small one, a little small guy called Thor, Love and Thunder, um, the latest film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the Thor franchise, Thor 4, directed by Taika Waititi. Um, finally, Thor finally. Thor 4, go lock your doors. <laughs> go lock your doors. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. 4-5. Okay, Please, please let the franchise stay alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see. Um, <laughs> so, yes, um, I've seen the movie. Michael, you've seen the movie? I've seen the movie. You've seen the movie. Fantastic. I've seen a so, movie. <laughs> you've seen a movie, yeah. Um, we're not going to talk spoilers right now because it is too soon and because someone else hasn't seen the movie yet i'm talking about folia <laughs> for those who I can't see we. it's okay it's fine I'm we all so have busy sorry. We, have, we have busy lives i had i had a lot to do this week and yes. i didn't have time yes that's okay <laughs> that's totally fine um but we will talk no spoilers on this show so um gear up for some spoiler chat in a couple of weeks probably from us about Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, as for my quickie review on the movie, I just kind of want to say that I liked Ragnarok a lot more. Um, oh, no. Unfortunately. Don't <laughs> say that. Uh, well, it's true. Um, Did it have something to do with the Guardians? No, the Guardians were fine. Okay. The Guardians were, not to ruin, I don't want to ruin it. I'm not spoiling it. Okay. I literally just went out of my way, but like, they're they're in the movie about as much as you would think they would be in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. Which which was a nice amount, and not they didn't overstay their welcome. Not cool. that you know, not that it mattered either way. But we all know this is a Thor film. It's not Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy. So um yeah, but no. Look for me, it was just I I need to learn to manage my expectations with Marvel movies now, and Marvel projects because the fact that they the last couple of years of MCU movies before COVID were literally just some of the best storytelling from this franchise we've ever had. Best quality films. Like, it's just... The hype train was real high. 
Um, and yeah, and Doctor Strange slightly disappointed me, even though I did I did like the movie, obviously. But you know, we talked about it on the show. We we all had some issues mm. with certain aspects of it. Um, I think I liked Thor: Love and Thunder more than Doctor Strange, um, but there was some issues with the tone of the movie um, and the jokes <laughs> didn't work as well as they did in Ragnarok and they were probably overdone um, in my opinion. However, I was laughing the whole time. It was just, there was just a lot of jokes. Hmm. The movie moves very fast. Yeah. Um, but it's an enjoyable ride and I, and I had a good time. Um, I've seen it twice now. Second viewing was a lot better. I, I took more out of the second viewing now when I now that I knew what I knew everything that was coming, so I could you know manage expectations a bit better and actually just enjoy it f- for what it is. Um, and it is a, it is a good movie. It's like it's not it's not a bad film by any stretch. Um, I just I mean it's me. I'm wearing my Loki hoodie and my Loki T-shirt. It's <laughs> I mean I have certain certain things that I would like to see, and you know certain things didn't happen. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all I'm, fuck. All I'm saying is that I'm very biased. But that aside, I still had a good time. Um, and Natalie Portman is amazing. She kills it as as uh, the mighty Thor, in my opinion. And I really like Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Speaking mm-hmm. of Christian Bale, I thought he, he, he did a, a very... Uh, very good, very good performance. If I can speak words, and um, yeah, I don't know. Hemsworth is just charming as all fuck. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good romp. Cool, it's a good romp. I just wanted a little bit more. So yeah. that's that's on me. You want more that's, love? I want more love Miss and thunder. more thunder. <laughs> oh, also, I enjoyed Russell Crowe as Zeus. Yeah, he was very funny. <laughs> it's a good he highlight. Was, it was a good highlight, very much. Um, all right, Michael, um, I will give it a score. I'll say it's a three and a half out of five oh. for me. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder, three and a half out and of five. And this is also the first Thor film without Loki. It is. Mm-hmm. That we know of. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll see. Spoilers. <laughs> I can't yeah. say. Yeah, I can't say without anything else. Yeah. But anyway, um, technically, yes. Michael. We'll, we'll talk after. We'll talk. Well, we'll briefly talk after. Yeah. Because, yeah. Time to go I home. have to go. I have to go home as soon as we do this. That's right. Um, I'll, I'll do a quickie, quickie review. What's your, what are your thoughts? What did you think? Um, I actually did enjoy this. Uh, not as much as Ragnarok, to be mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, lightning didn't strike twice in the bottle. Nope. Um, uh, but I really enjoyed it. For the story that it is and where the Thor character is at this present time, I think it's setting up for the next thing for Thor to actually do. Because at the moment, he's, his character is sort of stone, stonewalled into, into, okay, we've just had Endgame, so what do we do with the character now? Ah, we need to set this thing up, and I think it sort of does it. It sort of do, it sort of does it good, but it was a tad clunky in certain certain aspects, as well yep. as the tone. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, you've got Christian Bale 
being Christian Bale, uh, <laughs> going full acting mode, but the tone is a bit wonky when you're considering that Thor has now become uh, a more comedic character, and then yeah. the, the tone that doesn't really doesn't really flip flop well. No. Uh, to be fair, but overall, I really enjoyed like um, each tone. Really, it's a it's just it's like oh cool we're 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 going to understand what what uh, Gore is doing and now what Thor is doing and now Gorg is up up to mischief and and um, yeah and the Natalie uh, Natalie Jane that's her character uh, Jane's uh, sto- story is it was semi well executed but it's definitely tonally shifting from opposite ends of the spectrum and stick to one. <laughs> yeah. I think there's two movies sort of um, trying to battle it out, yeah. like love and thunder, and maybe that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it? It's love and thunder. And it definitely uh, is a good introduction for what probably the MCU's uh, heading towards something a bit more um, uh, spiritual, cosmic sort of entities and, and all that jazz, considering we're dealing with gods and demigods and bigger and, and hierarchy of gods. Uh, so, something that um, is a, a movie that, it, that ties sort of with Eternals and that sort of side of what... Uh, the MCU sort of going towards, um, yeah, not with the multiverse of madness sort of stuff is happening, but more to do of of um, uh, different hierarchies of, of 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 beings within the MCU. And yeah, I can sort of concur of having a three point five percent percent star. <laughs> rating out of five, yep. mm-hmm. uh, but I did enjoy the story for what it was. Nice, and it'll be interesting what happens next. Mm-hmm. And that's my much. quickie, quickie review. Quickie, nice, nice. I look forward to the spoiler chat in a couple of weeks because, um, yeah, be good. It'll be good to get into it and break it apart and to of course hear how Fulia feels about mm. it. I hear things about goats. <laughs> yep. There are yeah. goats. No crasher and no smasher. <laughs> or whatever they're fucking called. I I don't I don't know. I think they have names but they don't get mentioned in the movie. Thing one and thing two. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> thing one and thing two. Yeah, so those are our quick spoiler free uh, thoughts mm-hmm. on Thor Love and Thunder so watch this space yep. if you're keen for some more chat on that we will be doing it in the coming weeks so uh, stay tuned but now it's time uh, for the moment Ooh. the segment I don't the section I don't have the um, the part I don't, have, I don't have the file for the place for this bit the spot in the show we like to call Popcorn Culture. Whoa, I found it Woo. just in time. Ha ha. Hey. Yay for me. Well done. 
Good nice. job, old chap. Yes, it's popcorn culture time, which means we are here to talk about the latest episode, Captain. Sorry, Ms. Marvel. <laughs> She's tell, already Captain Marvel. Can you tell I'm getting tired? Can you tell I'm getting tired? That one. Oh. I've just yep. I just put what? up a sign that says Ms. Marvel spoilers, people. Yes, spoilers. Ms. Marvel spoilers, because it is that time. We're gonna talk spoilers about the latest episode of Ms. Marvel, episode five. Yeah. The penultimate episode of the show. Uh, Ms. time and again. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a quick one this week, I will say. Mm. Sh- much shorter episode than uh, than we we've gotten previously. Um, definitely had a first it. half and a second a half. Bit. It definitely did. So I think we might just split the uh, the chat into those two halves. What do you say? Yeah, like King Solomon. Yep. <laughs> Straight Slice down. Slice a baby in half. Straight down the middle. Yes. So, Serve it with um, canapes. Yes, serve it with canapes. Go nuts. Basically, uh, you know, after episode four, we left off with Kamala um, uh, having been sent back to uh, the 1940s, um, uh, you know, by the, by the bangle. Um, and, uh, you know, and we kind of open the episode in that time period. Uh, we get a bit of a, a explanation as to what, um, you know, what the partition thing has been that has been referred to and referenced many times throughout the show so far um and uh the formation of pakistan and the fallout of that and the british rule Mm. uh of of india that uh ceased during the 40s um so very intense time in history um so uh but really cool to to see it expanded upon in the the show um because i knew nothing about it um, so yeah, and it's always kind of interesting when when TV shows use like actual historical events as a backdrop for something otherworldly going on. Like it can be done if it's done properly, it can be super yeah, effective and I agree and really really cool. So and I think that I think they did a really good job mm. uh, with this because we finally get to meet Aisha uh, properly, yeah, and spend some time with her and get to know her and um, you know and how you know. She, you know, I don't know, kind of, she'd been separated, obviously, from the clandestines, and he, now she's, you know, wandered into this village and met the love of her life, who is charming as all get out. Um, Fell in love pretty quick. Very fast. Very <laughs> But that's okay. Love at first sight? Love, love at first sight is possible. Time is irrelative. Yeah. We don't know how long she's been there. Yeah. At least nine months. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it took nine. Ma- oh yeah, Zing. makes sense. Yes. Um, but yeah, I really, I really liked these these scenes of courtship between, um, you know, uh, what are who are effectively Kamala's great grandparents. Mm. Um, um, that was that was really really nice to see. Um, yeah. What did What did you think, Fulia, about getting this? Backstory on Aisha and and her situation um, in regards to the story. Um, it was interesting. She seemed very paranoid um, mm. to begin with, so it was like she didn't trust anyone mm. at all. Nope. Uh, until she came across this field of roses, um, and decided that that would make a very nice bed. 
<laughs> and a bed of roses. <laughs> bon, no, wait. Bon, did Bon Jovi had a song called Bed of Roses? No. He had Blake, no. Do you have a bed of roses? Yeah, he had, yeah. He had bed of roses. Yeah, it was bed of roses. Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, bon foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. And. <laughs> And, you know, this, you know, nice sort of very passionate man mm. by the name of, I believe his name was Hassan. I am looking it up right now. Hassan, I'm yeah. Hassan. I think it's Hassan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Hassan. Um, yep. Yeah. Well done. And he's very passionate about his people, about where he comes from. Yes. Um, and the fact that he's tired of... The British, essentially. Um, and the fact that it, it has, like, why does it have to come down to bloodshed for them to get their freedom? Yeah, and then the fact that it's persecution against uh, different religions within yeah. India as yeah. well. And he be, him being a, a Muslim man, you mm. know, um, is just... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, emotional. Mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the, the meeting of both Hassan and Aisha was actually really... Sort of like meet cute almost. A little bit. Yeah. It was very, very interesting. And um, the the immediate turnaround of when she, you know, that Aisha decides I'm going to trust this guy and give him my name. <laughs> it was a little bit jarring. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, that's fine. Well, You're she was swooning because yeah. he was reading poetry. <laughs> Reciting poetry. Not reading it, but, you know. Hmm. Essentially. Yeah. I would but swoon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How how do you how do you feel about the that scene? <laughs> I felt good. <laughs> Regardless with your thoughts on the the first part of this episode. I think it was good. Um definitely a good a loving backstory of where uh her family came from. Uh, definitely has the sort of um, superhero sort of um, origin story of uh, uh, a secret love affair between uh, a mortal man and someone from a different different realm. So definitely has the sort of Superman sort of like half half person. So like mm. like Heracles, <laughs> you know. So, Son of God and also son of an immortal woman. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it's it was definitely a, lo- a loving thing, and I was really enjoying sort sort of the story and the backdrop of it being being set in uh, the end of occupied um, India and uh, the British fucking British uh, <laughs> are getting the fuck out because it was the end of the war. They had no money. So they thought, ah, place our bets. We're, we're out of here. You can keep the trains. And then, and shit just got real. So, yeah. And, yeah. and the start of Pakistan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty messed up. Yeah. Pretty shitty uh, place. To, to be because it was the biggest mass migration of like um, misplaced people like mm. 
in the world have to pack up and leave. It's just yeah, it was a it was an awful time in history. Mm. Yeah, truly, truly was. Um, but um, but yeah, it's you know, and a light a light has been shone on it mm. in a really really lovely way uh, in this show, I think. Um, yeah, so yeah, the 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 whole there's not really much to unpack from the first half of this episode. It's just a a beautiful you know kind of love story, I suppose, um, with this very turbulent backdrop um going on but so yeah yeah but things pick up when um we get to the the night in question where you know um Aisha and Hassan uh are leaving um and the reason is actually as it turns out not entirely be because of 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 partition it's because um I forget always forget her name Najima Najima has rocked up Finally caught up to Aisha, uh, and found you. Found you, uh, and similarly with uh, with Kamala, um, you know, uh, Najima just wants to go home, yeah, um, and needs uh, Aisha to do so. So um, yeah, and Aisha wants nothing to do with her, of course, um, because she's left that part of her life behind, and uh, as it turns out, had never even told her son. Um, about her, you know, who she really was and where she came from and her powers and all of this stuff. Mm. Um, so things kind of really kind of went to her head, uh, you know, while they were trying to get that the last train of that night out of out of India and towards Karachi. Um, mm. Yeah, the night that we've been hearing about, and uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and then I will just say. That I called it <laughs> that the stars. It was Kamala the whole time. Yeah, I mean it was kind of. I was kind of figuring. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, kind of figured that too. Yeah, it's not not a huge leap to make. I mean, it wasn't completely her, but she sort of started it. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, because it was uh, it was Nanny mm. uh, who, as a little child, um, who was sort of using. The you know the 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 bangle I I think that yeah. she she had maybe to sort of yeah from her mom yeah so that was that was cute yeah um but also really sad because I hate seeing upset kids and things and and just seeing her lost calling for her mother um in the middle of this panicked crowd is just was just a bit uh, harrowing yeah that sucks yeah that was that wasn't that wasn't a good time I don't like um, that sound no like, at all. A, no, that is not for a nice very sound. obvious reasons. Yes, for yes, very obvious reasons. Um, yes, so yeah, so basically, our two storylines converge with Kamala uh, coming back um, to uh, that time, and uh, unfortunately, Najima caught up with um, Aisha and killed her. Mm. So now we know what happened to Aisha. Um, yeah, that was sad to see as well. Um, yeah, Fulia, what was your what were your thoughts about how the two storylines kind of converged with you know the the story with Aisha and then Kamala yeah. arriving at the same time? So I I kind of figured that we would see Kamala once we reached the train station of the from that yeah. story. Yeah. Um, 
and the way they did it was it was it was interesting because all you like the first thing you see were her converse shoes her chucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> completely different to everybody else yeah um and yeah it was interesting the fact that she she also had a little bit of a a panicked look on her face mm. as well um but then the you know then she sort of hears the call outs from Hassan for for her for his daughter mm-hmm. Sana and then you know the the poor child's just like crying for for her parents um and so yeah that it was interesting the way they decided to go with it and then all of a sudden you know then you see um Kamala finding Sana mm. and picking her up mm-hmm. and be and and it's just like and I mentioned this where we when me and Kendall were watching it together that it's it's weird she's picking up her baby grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> kind of trippy. Yeah. <laughs> so you're my great great grandfather and you peed on me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. Um it was it was it was really cool. I I I liked the way that it all sort of came together. Um bit traumatic though to be honest yeah a little bit very traumatic especially for a child mm-hmm. um yeah but it was it was it was it was cool mm. it was it was cool mm. and it was kind of sad just to because of you know Aisha basically sacrificing herself to protect her family yeah um essentially to let them escape I mean she did tell Hassan last minute about who she is yeah, which and, I and, and but even 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 Hassan was like, like I didn't want like I didn't care. I just you know, I just I love you for you. you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I love you for you essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. because he he never asked about where she came from, that meant that he didn't like he didn't care about where she came from. She no. just cares about he just cared about her love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Good point. Yeah. Very good point. Michael, um, your thoughts on this this uh, very harrowing train sequence? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, with the start of the episode, I, I expected we're going to going towards that thing uh, of that particular plot in the... And they've mm-hmm. set it up throughout the entire se- series, especially with the... Um, uh, the family chat before the wedding. Uh, they're set, setting something up here on why. Uh, why this particular part part in uh, in uh, the family's history is so um, significant to um, their family, and it just makes sense because a lot of like. Um, uh, like refugees, and also the sort of um, new, the second generation of kids learning about their history. And Kamala, you can actually see it's part of her um, arc of becoming a superhero because mm-hmm. she's got a balance of who she is as a person, uh, her life in New Jersey, and also her her background as well, which is. Like, which which is a good like combination of this entire show as well. So it's kind of cool that they actually set this all in the the, the in the fifth um, 
uh, episode because I think they're going towards so- something else and completely different in the in the next one. Uh, but with this uh, at the end of the previous episode, I, I I didn't expect them to actually do time travel because uh, it completely wrecks the MCU's version of what time travel means. And I thought, really, they're going to shoot themselves in the in the foot again? Mm. Uh, so so close from Endgame, but they did, and it's sort of the way that I sort of ex- explain it. It's it's um, it's a non paradoxical loop. It, yeah. Like Kamala was ordained to actually go back and actually help, and that would help her past uh, for her future. So the big Hulk explanation of um, you going back to the past is is actually part of your your present and now your future and all, and yeah and back to the future is a bunch of bullshit and it still is but uh it's a bit like looper if um the ending you couldn't do the ending you mm-hmm. could um so you're destined to do this 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 thing uh mm-hmm. this particular thing of actually saving your grandparent to save her, so it, it's almost the um, the the grandfather paradox, uh, but it's sort of like the um, what they did in Harry Potter, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, where they were meant to go back in time to actually do all yeah. this stuff, uh, yeah. because yeah, so it it's sort of self explained uh, self explained there, so I can probably get away. With they could probably get away with it, which is good. Mm, time no, time no. travel is just annoying, and I <laughs> I was hoping them not to do something like that, but they did it, and it just yeah, it's it, it fits. I don't, you, the beauty is you don't have to worry about thinking about it. It's just this neat little story that that's that sets up uh, the hero's journey. Mm. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a good backstory of, uh, of what Kamala is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, More I, I really... than human. Yeah. Yeah, I really like... Yeah, like it totally works the fact that it's not really... Uh, you know, it's a self-contained loop, really, that was, yeah, like you said, you know, destined to, to happen. So, um, yeah, very, very cool stuff. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, and then, you know... Uh, we're, we're we're snapped back in once you know once once it's played out the way it's supposed to we're we've snapped back and we're back in the present and everyone's on the ground and suddenly the veil between you know our world and the world of the clandestines has started to uh crack open um and uh yeah they can't go home because there lies death mm. <laughs> that was pretty graphic for for this show, like visually kind of cool, but just you know, turn to stone s- and then stone falls off and then skeleton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was that was full on. <laughs> um, yeah, so clearly something's gone wrong. I mean, they didn't really explain how the veil was pierced, but obviously it had something to do with when Najma stabbed the bangle. Yeah. Um, it's caused that to, you know, rift open, I guess. Um, sure. Um, I liked the scene between 
her and Kamala, where Kamala's begging, you know, begging her to um, not go through mm. and sacrifice herself because she's like, I can get through, I can do it, you know, because she's so arrogant. Um, and I liked her, the way she said it of like, you know, you denied Aisha and her son, you know, and Sana a chance to be a family and now you're going to do it again to Kamran. Yeah. Um, like, don't, like, I'm begging you, don't do that. Like, I thought I thought that was really endearing. Yeah. Um, Who? <laughs> Your son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I left him behind. Yeah, that kind of... I, I, feel... don't, I don't like that, that, that whole thing where she's just like, oh, yeah, I have a son. I left him behind. Yeah, that was... I mean, she's she's obviously you know we know she's not a good person obviously, but mm. but just the way the the story kind of has handled her in relation to you know the fact that she's she cares seems to care so much about this family, but even if one of them you know so if any of them betrays she'll even if it is her own flesh and blood she's still but then obviously there's a part of her that still cares for him clearly because of the way things ended up, but still it's just, I don't know. There's something missing from the, from the story. I think that would have explained it, but yeah, basically somehow, and this is the part fully. And I briefly discussed this already, but only very briefly because podcast, but I was confused as to what exactly happens next because she's like, I can, I can close it. And she just steps forward says her son's name and 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 it dies and then her powers or her essence we don't know what what is finds Kamran back in America where he's running from damage control and uh, suddenly he has powers mm. um and mm. the veil is closed so it's just I don't know. It just all felt a bit convenient to me. Yeah. Um. And I don't think they did a good enough job of really explaining what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. I know. Fully, you shared my sentiments a bit, or I I do. I just I was just a bit confused as to what happened exactly. Um. My initial thoughts when um when oh what's her name again? Uh, Najima. Najima when she tries to go through the the rift and she dies um the i f- my first thought was that that she had her spirit like her spirit went into her son yeah to come run that that was my initial thought but then when i mentioned what was going on with kendall and she then said that you know that it's probably um just her power that went to him yeah mm. A generational power. Yeah. Which could be setting something up for the next uh, episode. Yeah, I think Kamala. so. I still reckon the Bengals are probably going to be destroyed for some reason. I don't know. No, I think she's going to find the second one, and that's what's going to make her full Miss Marvel. Yeah. Or having, like, the power was in you the whole time sort of thing. No. No, I don't think so. They no. better not do that. <laughs> I bet you they will. I reckon though, now that now that her mum knows, now that Kamala's mum knows who she really is, she'll, and she'll... The, and you know it's annoying that her the the mum's just like, I she completely ignored what her mother was trying to tell her when she was younger, 
when she was rebelling. But, and she was just ignoring her, thinking that her mom was just crazy. Um, yeah. And yeah. so she never, so she never got the, she never got the understanding of what Kamala's going through now. So, uh, now that she knows that Kamala is the light girl, as <laughs> she puts yeah. it, <laughs> um, she's a little bit more, um, okay with it. Um, but she's also worried. She's very worried. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think her um her kind of character shift worked fully no, for me. No, I don't think so. Like I liked it cuz I I like her character and I and I you know, I I as someone who doesn't traditionally get along with their mum very well, mm. I don't have a good time watching teenage daughter and and mum fighting. Yeah. Um that was a bit a bit real for me, but um uh, so I like the fact that she's kind of on side now mm. and a nice and a bit nicer and a bit more understanding, but it just did feel a bit too much of a shift Yeah, or too sudden a shift. Yeah. I, think. I, I, I don't know. Mm. It was, it was not what I was expecting. Um, Michael, what did you think of, um, the way things played out once Kamala returned yeah. to the present day? I think, uh, the Kamala's mum being on the trip as well uh, sort of helped her with her understanding of the new generation because it it definitely has the sort of three generation of women like finding an understanding within each other. I mean, her mum sort of see... Because when they're doing flipping through the, the book, it's like, I used to rebel. It's like, oh, yeah. So this is what Kamala's sort of getting at. She's sort of... At most, like doing what I did, I was rebelling by mm-hmm. sort of rejecting my my past and being oh i'm I'm going to go to America to start start a new life and and also <laughs> having her culture actually bring bring that culture over as well, so it's definitely that sort of mixture, and I think the turn probably makes sense because because um um her her talking with uh nanny as well sort of helps her to you know sometimes you need to let go mm. and 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 have your kids do make their own mistakes so mm. they can learn because there's so many times that you can say you shouldn't do this because it's wrong and then and then the kid goes well i don't know if it's wrong or not so you don't let me so and there's big turf war and shit so, and I think, yeah, and now that she's aware that Kamala's light girl, so she's, uh, she she knows she can look after herself, presumably. Mm. Presumably. So many words I'm making up at the moment. It's great. I'm Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I think um, she'll probably help Kamala with her, her um, costume. Her, her uniform, her suit. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, she she did she did the Hulk thing. It's like, well, she's slowly collecting everything that, that yes. is the Miss Marvel <laughs> thing. She's she's Link in in <laughs> in a in Legend of Zelda. She she's collecting all the loot so she can do the big boss battle between them and 
ground control to Major Tom. What's their name? Fucking damage control. Damage control. <laughs> <laughs> Bowie. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Bruce Springsteen. The boss. I will. S- I will say though, I did. I did like just kind of this visual representation. These three generations of women. Yeah. Aisha's legacy, right? It just. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it really was. Like I thought that was just really really cool, and to see three women too in that way um, was just. Yeah, that scene passed the Bechdel test. With flying <laughs> colours. So I don't I was... know. <laughs> and chasing after boys. <laughs> yeah. Typical teenage girls. Typical Always teenage thinking girl. of one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have too much to say other than, uh, I mean, you know, the episode ends with uh, back in New Jersey and this very adorable scene between Bruno and and Kamran. And so Brian. awkward. Yeah, and Brian. <laughs> yeah, I love I love how fucking you know innocent Cameron is. He's just like I genuinely thought your name was Brian this whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all right, so. man. It's only the first couple of four times. <laughs> uh, boys was, are stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Um, though I I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed but the then two we find them. out that Cameron's uh, being. Uh, Watched by damage control. Followed. Oh, still. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They caught up to him. Um, and we well, have they, explosion. They saw this power surge. It just came from fucking, fucking Pakistan all the way to America. It's like, what the fuck is that? Where's yeah, it going? Yeah, what the hell is... Yeah, literally. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> you got new yeah, powers. Come here. Yeah. Yeah, to, to Bruno's surprise. It's like, you, you need, got powers too? You need to be on the registrar. Mm. Yeah. What's what's your superhero name? Yeah. What's your colors? What's your what's your logo? <laughs> what's your NBN? Anyway. What's, all, what's NBN. all your things? Um. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a cliffhanger way to end the episode, mm. and uh, uh, I honestly have no idea what the last episode's going to entail. Yeah. I got, no, be... I got nothing. I got no theories. It's going to be interesting. Except Carol Danvers will be there. I'm calling that. And Bon Jovi. And Bon Jovi. <laughs> nah, Brown Jovi, remember? Brown Jovi. We're going to finally see Brown Jovi shred um, up the stage. I want that. I think we're going to see, um, as I said before, Kamala's going to have both the bangles. She's going to find the second one. And that's going to make her full-fledged Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh. And we're going to see the outfit. Yeah, we're going to see the outfit reveal. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And sitting on a streetlight. And sitting on a streetlight, like in the poster. (laughs) And the comics. Yes. And natural stands. Just looking out over the bay, looking at New York. Yep. Nice. Um, You guys got any final thoughts on episode five of Miss Marvel? It was short and sweet. It was short and sweet. It was a nice episode. I liked. I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good binge watch when it's all said and done. I think so. Mm. It's it's kind of all flowing on like from each other. Like every episode is is very nicely connected. Yeah. I think. Yes. Like it'll yeah it'll move it'll move nicely. I think so. Yeah. 
Cool. Yep. All right. Love it. Loved it. Danger controls coming in. Damage. Yeah, we're finally gonna yeah find out what the fuck damage controls deal is. Mm-hmm. And they're Even fucking more. useless. Yeah. Stands. It's like whoops, we blew up a deli. Yeah, literally. That's <laughs> why. I th- that's why I think. That's why I think. Um, Carol Danvers is gonna show up. Yeah. Um. She'll have. Yeah. There'll be something. Last. Last scene. I'd say. Who yeah, paged she- it though? It'll be a cameo. Um, who knows? Maybe there'll be a Nick Fury cameo too. <laughs> mm, <no. laughs> to set up uh, Secret Wars. Mm. Yeah. Arr. Give us, a, give us, give us juicy connected tissue, Feige. Yeah. That's what we come for. <laughs> yeah, but do <laughs> we really want. need it? I mean, we do. We do. Yeah. Okay. Can it just be its own story and just <laughs> vague connections? You know, the story's the thing. Yeah, no, it's it can be its own thing. That's you, fine. You know what? I, I'm only going to be happy if they introduce the X-Men. <laughs> as long as everything is all said and done, as long as Mephisto's behind it. Mephisto. <laughs> back on that train. Bring back Mephisto. I have okay. so many things that need to be done before the final episode. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm writing it off. It's going to be zero <laughs> for me. Because my expectations are fucking through the roof. Yes, well, there's it's one right. more episode to go. I'm just a yes. typical Marvel fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. No, we're we're excited for the end. Um, whatever that may entail, I'm sure it will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right. Those are our thoughts mm-hmm. on Ms. Marvel episode five. Time and again. Hope you enjoyed. Um, but sadly, that means we've come to the end of our show. Yes, we have. I hope you've enjoyed our little ranties. Yes. 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 <laughs> Calum. <laughs> Kamala's the Miss Fisto. Kamala's Fisto, according to Ash. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> no, that's not true. I've never, I, didn't see, I didn't see a pentagram anywhere. <laughs> not the bees. Ah, uh, Kamala's Miss Fisto. Fantastic. Oh Watch this space. Yeah. And next week we will reveal. Watch my face. Is Miss Fisto. <laughs> um. All right. Let's wrap it up there, guys. Yes. Shall we? Yes. And, and that, that was, was a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching the video right now, make sure to like it, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell icon to be notified of future videos. Do it, you filthy animals. Yeah. Bloody well do it. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Cantarmajit. And I've been Mephisto. Whoa, it was me the whole time. It was me all the time. I'm Michael Lister. And you You just just experienced a podcast called Fred. Yeah. Remember to eat beef. Remember it, remember it. Freddy lives. Loki dies? Question mark? Yeah. 
The doctor is in and I've run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you, everybody. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health. Thank yes. you. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Ladies, gators. And... and...